Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today we're talking about failure. Uh, for those of you who listened to our last podcast on the origins of the Murdy number one, you'll notice, hopefully, a significant increase in sound quality. That's because we're back in the studio. Uh, if you, you know, we're hopefully going to be able to maintain that throughout the rest of the podcast, but if, for whatever reason, I'm on the road or something, we may have to do it uh, via the phone. So, moving forward, let's talk about failure, today's topic. First off, I think it's important that we define what failure is. I think that many people have this idea that success, on the contrary, is about money. It's about the best car, the best house, the best food. And I think while that can be the result of success, I think that using that as the indicator of success is not really a very accurate measure. I think uh, Gary Vee is probably the one that, that said it best, Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, you should love what the process is rather than what the process buys you. And I think that it's important for that to be noted when we look at kind of the past successes and failures of me and how that's manifested. And I think that's absolutely the case with what happened with Murdy Global LLC. So my previous company, Murdy Global LLC, got started in May of 2015. And it was a result of a great idea that I think still is a great idea and, and solves a big problem. Um, but I wasn't really passionate about the process. And so because I wasn't passionate about the process, I... It just didn't work. You know, all of the other things in life got busy and it got it got too challenging to do it. So what I ended up doing was I was in a class called, um, I think it was Principles of Management. It was a master's class from a master's degree. And I was working on, we had to put up together a, uh, a Schedule D, um, which was a request for outside funding. It's what you have to fill out when you want to get uh, millionaires to, to invest in your, your firm via angel investing. So we had to fill out this big, long document. It was incredibly complicated, 70-something pages, and most of it's legalese, I will say, but there is a part of it where you have to put together the business model. And the whole idea is that you put together this business model that's very very clear and very open and very honest about all the financials and everything. And, and I eventually, initially I had gone with a project and then I had to scrap that two weeks before the project was due and I had to start all over. And so I started over working on something that was a project that kind of came to me in the middle of the night. I'd been, uh, I'd been working on this project and it was a, there was a little bottle that I had on my shelf that was uh, filled with something called europium. It was a glow powder and it was a, a wonderful, um, Wonderful gift that I developed. But unfortunately, that uh, gift that I had given, someone else had one and then I had one. It ended up being so bright while I was trying to sleep that it kept me awake. And eventually that kind of dawned on me that that was something that a lot of people in the world need. I did a little more research. The World Health Organization in 2012 found that more people die from the lack of electricity than from HIV, AIDS, and malaria combined every year. It's about 4.3 million people that die, and a lot of times they die um, because of this household pollution that caused by using kerosene, and kerosene is a very dangerous and very explosive and frankly a very, very carcinogenic um, gas or thing, fuel that's when burned, it becomes very dangerous and toxic to those who breathe it. And so uh, the goal was to create a buy one, give one away lamp and to kind of raise awareness about the problem, and I started doing just that. And I got some seed funding from Concordia because of my, uh, my, my competition in the CU launch program. And then I, I started my company and I started on Kickstarter. And I thought that this was going to be like all of the other Kickstarter campaigns that I'd seen that were millions and millions of dollars. And, you know, all of these Facebook sites featured them and everyone was talking about it. And, you know, they raised tons and tons of money very short, shortly. And I thought, well, of course, this will be like that. It was the same thing. And I had so I took the money and I spent almost all of it, a good portion of it on the video that was the kind of the Kickstarter video. And it was, 
it was a big video and it was important and it was very valuable, but I don't know if it was valuable enough to justify that. I should have spent more of the money on the many, many marketing firms that contacted me via Kickstarter the second I started the competition and said, we'll put this in front of millions and millions of viewers. I should have taken their advice and realized that at some level without marketing, things don't work. So that was my first mistake. I didn't realize that organic viral growth is like a unicorn. It's very rare. It doesn't really work out as well as you think it will. That paid, effective marketing is important. And, and putting out good content regularly is a great way to hit that mark and is a great way to find that viral content piece, which you never know. I mean, I think that viral content is being in the right place at the right time. And I think the reality of that is if you're in the right place at the wrong time over and over and over, that's how you get there. And another aspect is that, you know, we have to talk about how at some level kind of the weather of the business community matters, that there are times when your idea, it's, it's the perfect time, it's the right time in the market via the world that we live in, being the movement and all of these other things that it's important to be able to have that, that sense of, is this the right thing at the right time? And that's where I think being able to acknowledge that and kind of sense the weather is an important aspect of being a good entrepreneur. And I think that there has never been a good time like the present. There's never been as good of a time as the present to start a business. There's never been easier access to capital, easier access to, to the people's faces and eyes and being able to f contact and, and work with supply chains and, and optimize in that regard and being able to use the data to really sharpen your marketing. Never before have we had such an incredible opportunity like we do now. So if you're looking to do it, now's the time to jump. You know, you're never gonna, it's not gonna get easier, I should say. So when we look at that, for me, I thought it was the right time and I, I don't know if it really was partially because a lot of the business re required me. It required my time, my focus, my energy. And at the time I was in school and I was working on finishing up my master's degree and I was in the middle of working on other things and I was in a play and I was working full time. I mean, it was just a very busy time in my life. And I didn't realize at the time how much effort it really takes to run a business, how many hours it takes that you have to be constantly available, constantly there, and you have to be really working. It's, it's a very serious grind. It's never easy. I didn't realize that at the time. I thought it was going to be easy. I thought I was going to post this video on, on Kickstarter and it was just going to go viral and everyone was going to love it. And I thought that because it was, you know, it had this buy one, give one away model that people were going to buy the lights, even though they didn't really need them because we live in a, you know, perfectly electrified, you know, country and that we have such act incredible access to electricity that I thought it was going to be you know, something that people would buy out of their social conscience. And mind you, this was two, three years ago. So it was kind of right before a lot of that big, the big push to be socially innovative. It was right kind of on the cusp of that. And so I thought it was perfect. And I, I was so confident that it was going to work out well. And then the Kickstarter didn't reach its goal. I wouldn't say it failed, but it definitely didn't reach its goal. And I was able to convert a lot of those sales on, on Kickstarter to actual sales on my website because Kickstarter doesn't actually give you the money unless you're successful. And so I was able to convert a good portion of those. And so I had this big bump, this big huge moment where there was tons and tons of sales and I was working on getting the production and everything. And then the sales tapered off. And I wasn't really running any marketing campaigns at the time because frankly, I didn't think it was really worth it. And I'd spent a lot of money on inventory. And so because I'd spent so much money on inventory and so much, uh, and so I expected the marketing to be so cheap because it was going to be viral marketing because it was going to be very organic and all those other things, I, it, didn't, it didn't happen. It didn't work out that way. And eventually the sales tapered off to the point where I was sitting with piles of inventory, sitting on the shelf, no money, and 
I didn't really have, and, and when you're at that point, the only option you really have in front of you is to go and, and, and peddle your wares wherever appropriate in person. You know, you have to become the marketer. You have to constantly be posting, constantly be working. Basically, you have to use the free outlets you have at that point. That's the only way you can move inventory in that world. And I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that I had to be the one to go out and move these things so incredibly intentionally. And if I would have had the time or if I would have had the inclination or frankly, if the money would have been better, it was a very slim profit margin on these things. And so there was not very much profit in it at all. And so I, cause that was cause I mispriced it. And that's where I think that that was a big issue and a big failure for me was not acknowledging how much work I was going to have to put in this to make this work. But anyway, I think eventually it sunsetted. Eventually I kind of let it, let it die off naturally. I still get questions about it every now and then. I'm happy to talk more about the details of it. Um, and I will say that I think one of the important things that was an aspect of it that I will go into deeper next time was pricing. I think that that, was, that is something that so many entrepreneurs struggle with. I, I hear that all the time from my students that that's a big issue and there's a concern there. And I think that that is something we need to address. I think that the community needs to be open and honest about how difficult pricing can be. Because it can be the life or death of a company. If you misprice your item, you don't know. And if you misprice your item, you can you can really be in a lot of trouble. So I will talk about that more next time. We're running out of time for today. Uh, thank you so much for, for listening in. I'm happy to talk about and answer questions on any of our platforms. Please reach out to us on at murdycreative.co on Instagram and Facebook. You can go to murdycreative.co on our website and purchase our leather binders. They're the best leather binders in the industry and in the world, and uh, we stand by them. So feel free to reach out if you've got any questions. And I'm your host, Colin Murdy. See you tomorrow. Bye.